Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I am so excited to introduce our next guest, my friend and business mentor, Ms. Cynthia Delaney. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am so excited to have you. And I, I just want to brag a little bit about you to start with. So Cynthia is the founder of a platform called Self-Made Women. I would actually suggest it's more of a movement. Uh, Cynthia is a self-made woman herself, having graced the auditoriums of countless you know, countries and states across the world with her business and life coaching. And she's always focused on a win-win experience for everyone, which I just love. You're really uh, working on helping women find their voice and their power in business, which is absolutely my jam as well. So Cynthia, I'm just so grateful that you carved out some time for us in your crazy busy schedule. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's crazy busy. That's just how I like it. Uh, It's what gets me excited about waking up every day, but I wouldn't have missed this for anything, Lisa. So thanks again for having me here today. Absolutely. Now you, you have had tremendous success. You've had tremendous loss. You have gone, you know, that's one of the things I love about you is that you've had these iterations of yourself and you've continued to thrive, you know, during really challenging times. I'd love for you to start by just maybe sharing a couple of those highs and lows and what it's done for you to, you know, really propel you to the success you're in today. Well, that's a great question because I I think that people refrain men and women alike from truly living out their life the way that they, they want to out of fear. And, you know, a lot of times when you choose to live your life out in extreme, then, you know, your life tends to sway back and forth in the way of extremes. And, and I've definitely experienced that, but the lows have been, something that have propelled me in my life, have given me uh, more vision for my life. And that really is about how I can help other people, how I can make a difference in this world by providing a solution or an answer. And so, yeah, my life didn't start out easy. I think we've all been through trial and tragedy in our life. I'm, I'm not the only one walking the planet that's been through a lot of pain and suffering. We all have. My form of pain and suffering started out as a very, very young girl at six years old. That's where my life went from playing and, and having fun to a very stark reality of how hard life can give you a blow. We were in a tragic car accident and my mom was driving, my brother was killed and my parents were hospitalized for quite a while. And after that lost their business because nobody cares about your business as much as you do. And so it wasn't maintained the way that they did. They maintained their own business, how they represented 
And so not only had they been given a blow, you know, a dagger through the heart with the loss of a child, but also financially had been given a blow. And, and that really set the tone for a lot of my, my learning lessons in this life that made me you know, compassionate and uh, make me so driven. People say, Cynthia, why are, how are you so fiercely driven? Well, it comes from extreme pain. The arguments, alcoholism in my family, uh, the money stress was extreme. I definitely could have decided at an early age that money was evil uh, because it seemed like all of the arguments went on around money. But that's where I made the decision to make money a moot point in my life. Even at 16, when I started my first business, I said, I can figure this out. I don't want to ever have to focus on every penny, focus on paying my bills, focus on um, the worry and stress around money. And so I decided to find a way to abundance. I started seeking out people and wisdom and mentors. And I was willing to go through the life experiences of an entrepreneur. I've had all kinds of businesses along the years. I've had retail businesses. I've had design businesses. I've had businesses in the clothing world, businesses in the supplement world. I have had global businesses with my husband and what I know is that there's no absolute predictable in this life for you or anybody else. So what you've got to do is you've got to go out there and you've got to do it. You've got to try it. There is no fail. There is only grow. And when you learn that secret, you start to embrace life at a mm-hmm. different level because you're not guarded. You're not putting up walls. You're not doubting yourself or or being so critical on yourself when things don't work out exactly the way that you want them to. Instead, you look at it like, you know what? This is part of the course. This is what happens. And you just get yourself up, dust yourself off, and start focusing again on how you can make a mark on this world. Yeah, we we have experienced extreme success. And you know, for everybody, that's something different. If you would have asked me in 1990 when I got married, what extreme success was, I would say extreme success for Bill and I that year would have been for us to be able to pay without worry our less than $400 mortgage a month. It would be to make sure that we had a car that was fully paid off and all of our cars were used at the time. It would mean that that we had time together because that's something very precious to me. But the definition right now of extreme success uh, monetarily and and life-wise looks very different than it did that day. And that's an example of the fact that if you just start stepping out and stepping up, take one step at a time, you can look to the top of the staircase and go, wow, that's going to be incredible. But then you've got to go back and you got to take the first step and the second step, knowing that that's a step closer to that bigger picture. If you just try to do it all at one time, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to feel like you're not built for it. You may feel that that you're that you're failing more than you are succeeding. And most entrepreneurs do. Hello, hello. Not the best of the best don't win every time. In fact, they they learn most of the time, and then they hit it big because they were willing to stick to it. So when you say ultimate success for me, that's my family time. That's time for us to be able to fill our dreams to make a mark in on the world and financially. Yeah. You know, we've done really well, but we've done really well with being able to have time in our life 
to be able to uh, nurture our family and be there for one another during life's curveballs. There's a lot more to my story. Now we could go. There's, it's a very deep story and I want to hear it someday fully. You know, one thing I, I really want to make sure we touch on is a couple of years ago, you really seem to have, have shifted to really focus on women and helping them find their voice and this amazing platform. I'd love to hear about the formation of that. What's your vision? You know, who could that benefit? Tell us about that. Well, you're the perfect example, Lisa. Women that are uh, with vision, that are driven. You know, it could be that uh, you, meaning, you know, in general, women are just tired of being sick and tired. You're ready to move on with your life. You're ready to embrace change because without change, things don't change. So what brought me to, you know, really putting together a infrastructure for women to be able to gain from knowledge, tips, resources, real life stories, the opportunity to uh, network with other incredible women is that I have gone around the world been fortunate enough to be a impact speaker for over a decade now. And as I've been so incredibly blessed, I've been able to speak to women and there's a theme and there's a trend no matter what country, no matter what age. And it's unfortunately that women don't believe enough in themselves. We we know how powerful women are, right? Uh, we've gone through a metamorphosis Lisa, you know, you went through a metamorphosis, I have. And so when people say, well, Lisa, you're strong. Well, of course, you're going to be strong, you know, but that's not how it works. Strong is a choice. And so it's taking that first step. And so I made it a passion of mine to help women for over the last decade to believe more in themselves, to see what they're capable of, to be able to let their passion take them places they never thought were possible, just so they would open their mind and their heart up more to what life has to offer them, all of the opportunities, all of the abundance. I never, ever saw myself with a platform that was focused on women, though. I never did. In fact, I avoided it. I really did because I love working with great people. I love working with innovative minds, but I saw that over time that it seemed that women were trying to balance more and more, struggling more and more, and we need more women to step up and step out. We are a light in this world, and when we come together and unite, we can illuminate the way for so many other women, and that really is what started the fire along with one other thing. And that is women are not good at really recognizing, taking the time to recognize that life doesn't need to be perfect. It's simply about you doing your best and stepping out. But we also need to take responsibility for ourselves, right? In the midst of being wanting to be perfect, we don't really evaluate our choices and and our responses the way that we should. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about being self-made with the women that, that I work with day in, day out and and visit with and get to know self-made is, is truly taking responsibility and realizing that you have a lot to do with what your life looks like. And if you don't like it, you need to change it. And if you love it, then share it, share those secrets with other women. Right. Right. You hit on something, 
you talk about, you know, women empowering women a lot. And my observation from being in corporate as long as it was, is that I think women kind of suck at that compared mm-hmm. to men. And I, I, why that do you think? Because in general, we are such nurturers and business for whatever reason, there seems to be this disconnect. I see men lifting each other up and empowering each other so much in business. And I think one of the things you're trying to do is, is help women find their power in this movement, if I'm not mistaken, but tell, I'd love your opinion on that. Give me your insight because I don't understand it personally. It starts really before you probably can remember your life (laughs) as women we're, you know, handed a baby doll and we put the diaper on the baby doll and then we try it again. We try it again because we want it to be just perfect, right? We try it again, try it again. So there's that nurturing, but it's also that, that implementation of being perfect. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And then you can maybe even think as early as that age, when you're holding that baby doll, uh, a friend coming over in almost a competition ensuing with, you know, who put the diaper on the best, right? And that goes into elementary school and it goes into junior high and high school and college. As women evolve, guess what? They become more competitive because you want to be the best. You want to be perfect. And then you add the male, the male dynamic into it. As we mature, as we go through our transformation in life and become aware, you know, our bodies and, and things like that, all of a sudden we're competitive, right? We're competitive with how, how I look compared to you. When I show up to that party, I'm like, darn, you know, she, she's wearing a, a, a prettier dress than me or her makeup just looks just absolutely right tonight. Why do we have those emotions instead of just being, and there are those of us that are super sincere and don't feel intimidated and don't feel that, you know, they need to put a guard up in that way. But we are constantly competing with one another. When you put us in an arena with money and man, it gets really, really vicious. And I've watched women tear each other apart with a smile in business. It really brings out sometimes the worst. This is why it's so crucial that you find your community. You find that place where women are going to be authentic, real, elevate and celebrate you, truly being excited. You know, it takes an elevated mind to not be threatened by somebody else's success compared to yours. And, you know, I, I have said for years, if you'll just go out and be modest, humble, and leave your ego behind and just learn from women that you're inspired by and motivated by, then it's going to be a lot, a lot better place. But instead, you know, we want to tear somebody down so that we can uh, pull ourselves up. It's not the pretty side. And women never talk about it because we're so sweet and we're so nurturing and we're so full of love. But I've seen it on the track field as I competed in athletics. I watched it in high school. It's, I think, vicious for all of us. I watched it in the business world as 
Um, men competed with me and women didn't like when it was just them and me in the room. They wanted to yeah. be the one. Uh, so I think it really starts at a young age and however it manifests, we got to get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that you've, you've always talked about is really continuing to work on yourself and really breaking those old constructs that we were, as you said, you know, started with when we were kids. I would love to talk about, I, I always wonder what you, you know, people like you were like as kids, were you always this, you know, serial entrepreneur that, you know, I'm curious, you know, what your upbringing was like, did you always know you wanted to do something big? I always knew I wanted to do something big. I, I really did. From the time that I could remember, I, I knew I wanted to do something big. Uh, I think it started with, you know, my connection to people starving in the world and war and things like that. I know that's a really deep thought at a young age, but my mother was a teacher um, in English and I was, I was, you know, presented a lot at a young age in the way of the arts and literature. And I think I was the only one in fifth or sixth grade on the planet that wrote a uh, book report on Edgar Allan Poe. That's pretty dark, you know, um, that's pretty heavy stuff. And I'm definitely not a dark person. If anything, that made me realize that there needed to be more light in the world at a very, very young age. And I don't know that I really realized what I was doing. I just, between the arguments of money uh, and knowing that I didn't want that to be in my future and wanting to make a difference, I just started looking for the path and figuring out the way. I really didn't have a lot of guidance on that at a young age in any other way than you can do it. And my parents did teach me, if you can imagine it, it's possible. And that was very powerful. I did have that, that support in my life, but yeah, I knew I was, I I knew I was in store for something great. I wanted to be a ballerina on the Broadway uh, stage. I wanted to fill the wooden stage underneath my toes. I competed in gymnastics. I competed in piano. I really didn't know what what I was going to end up doing or what I wanted to do. I just kind of went with the flow. If I was passionate, I did it. If I wasn't, I didn't. I had the support of my parents in that regard. And that is just such a huge gift. But I did know that somewhere down the line that I didn't do it for my name to be known, but I knew that I would make it, if, if it was just in one life, if I could make a difference in one life, that somehow that was a legacy and that motivated me. So yeah, yeah, that's my answer. And you kept trying, you kept trying over and over again. I think there's so many people out there, you know, I was in recruiting for many, many years and most people I think will agree they land in their career quite by accident and maybe they're happy. Maybe they make decent money, perhaps a little of both. But so many just never keep figuring out what the next iteration is. What would you say to people? What advice would you give for those that might be in that transition period right now? They're, they know there's something more they're meant to do. They don't even know how to get started. You know, what, what would you suggest? Yeah, well, I'm going to circle back around to your comment about by accident because that's exactly how I ended up where I ended up. Do I have a sweatshirt business now? No, I don't. Do I have a design business now? No, I don't. Do I have a retail store now? 
I don't. Do I have, you know, many of the businesses uh, that I've had in the past, do I have that type of business in that industry in any form or fashion? I don't. What happened was 2008, 2009. And the reason I want to answer your question like this is because everybody needs to realize that we all go through a lot of unexpected in our life. What we need to do is be open to what that time that is so unexpected in your life brings you. It brings you to a place of awareness, probably in many ways, sometimes, you know, definitely not the ways that you would have chosen, but it starts to open doors for you to go in other directions. When you're in pain, place of pain and suffering in your life in 2008 and 2009 were unexpected to us. We had a global business. It was thriving. I'm talking thriving. We were doing business all over the world, we figured we were done and that we were going to hand it to our son one day as he merged in uh, and built the business with us. One day it would be his. We felt so excited. We uh, felt falsely secure. And I learned a lot through that time because money's not everything, especially when you have it in too few baskets. Let me tell you that right now, because the switch in 2008 and 2009 economically scared us. We felt like our business had been hit and we were wrong. It had been dealt a lethal blow. So we hung on too long and we ended up at a dinner with some very successful business people that invited us to step up into the world of, you know, speaking, sharing our story and, and merge with them And that's when I became a public speaker. I I, I really didn't like it. My first time on stage was with Montel Williams, actually. And this was back in 2009. And I was backstage. They had side steps going up to the stage. It was a smaller event. I think there were about three or 400 people there. And and to some, that's not small. I get it. I was there too. But um, I had on these really spiky high heels. I was holding on to my husband. We were both speaking at the event. Our our focus was being all in, in life. They had asked us to speak in that regard. And uh, I remember telling him, hold on to me tight, because when we go up the steps, I don't want to fall and embarrass myself. And then I realized I had a skirt on and I'm like, I really don't want to embarrass myself. My heart was beating. I was nauseous. My legs were like jello. I didn't want to do it. We went out there. I honestly don't remember a word that we shared, but people responded. Uh, A lot of people came up to us and it felt good that we made a difference, whether it was a sentence or or, uh, a story that we gave that made an impact. That is what I remember. But I did say afterwards, I never want to do this again. This is just like, no way. No, no way do I want to put my body. Oh my gosh. And look at, look at all you've done now. I mean, isn't it crazy? And it's so crazy. And all of that because of a time of uncertainty, right? Yeah. I mean, that's when things come to you. You you can't lay your life out. I wish I could say you could, but I've interviewed so many people myself and I've met, I've yet to meet anybody that has laid their life out and it's happened the way they laid it out. 
It just doesn't. You've got to be prepared to grow, to turn a corner, to embrace life, its its lessons, its opportunities. It was through that, though, that, you know, that experience launched a lot of opportunities to speak. We took them. I, I was miserable every time for, for probably the first year and a half. It just was miserable every time I said I wasn't going to do it. I have to share this. A mentor of mine came ran backstage. I think we were at an event with about... 3,000 people. And he ran backstage to say, you guys are going to do amazing. And he saw in my hands, some index cards. I had written some notes. I was going to put them on the podium because I was so nervous. I didn't want to lose place and embarrass myself. So they were just a backup. They weren't there to really use. They were just a backup. And he asked me, he said, y'all are going to do awesome. Just speak from a place of of knowledge and and passion. He goes, what is that that you're holding? And I said, these are my cue cards. Just in case I get, you know, a little bit off. I'm a little bit nervous. He goes, can I see those? And I said, sure. I handed them to him. He ripped them once. He ripped them twice. I literally, we had, we were my up ready to go on stage in front of 3,000 people. And I literally, I don't know how I didn't throw up. I don't know how I didn't throw up. I was so mad. I wanted to punch him in the face, but I didn't have a choice. They were calling our name and I was in a daze. And he said, listen, he goes, you don't need those. That's a false um, security uh, for you. Just go out and speak your heart, Cynthia. This is what people love about you is your authenticity and being real. That took a big weight off of my shoulders. I thought really people, people like us, people love us, mm-hmm. not just what we're going to say. And then I started wrapping my mind around our story and how we could just connect with, it was really a, a turning point. So what I want to say to any women listening, anyone listening right now is please don't underestimate yourself and don't Mm -hmm. block yourself from opportunity in your life. And most of the things that are meant to happen for you in this life, for you to embrace are going to happen unexpectedly. If you can just embrace that and ingest that and decide to take the ride because it's an incredible ride. This life is, it's a great journey. It's a, it's an incredible experience when you, when you open your heart and your mind to it, then, then it's going to be awesome. I love it. Now you, you touched on this a little bit, kind of the evolution of your income streams and you teach about the principles of having multiple income streams. It's an alignment round around helping families create their own economy. Tell tell us, you know, us about a little bit about that. What how do you guide people through that and the importance of that? Sure. Well back the experience that I shared with you when I was little and the fork in the road that where I decided I wasn't going to let money be a negative in my life. I wasn't going to believe that money was the root of all evil. I was going to believe that the more you had, the more you had to give. And that's what I wanted. And so that was set in stone in 2008 and 2009. It was obvious that there was a much bigger picture. It's not just going out and becoming successful and making a lot of money. It's creating an impermeable wall of protection around you or around your family when it comes to monies. And what does that look like and what does that mean is you know, a lot of things. First of all, it's acknowledging that if you have one stream of income and you have a job, if that job 
job disappears tomorrow, what is going to happen? We've seen a lot of that happening recently. So people have been unprepared. Uh, being unprepared is being vulnerable. And so I love what you're doing, Lisa, to brace women up in, in regards to their monies their financial education and some exact steps that they can take. I, I also, this is a part of what I've built out, you know, my life coaching and for women in business and our networking events, one's coming up, you and I were just talking about that for women in business, where we can connect, collaborate, uh, share expertise. Listen, first of all, you don't want to be the expert And one great way to grow your money in your life is to collaborate. Open your mind to collaboration. Please quit trying to do everything on your own. Women are renowned for that. We we pride ourselves in the laundry list and the grocery list that we have. The longer it is and the more we check off, the better we feel during the day. We went to the grocery store. We did the laundry. We did the dishes. We mowed the lawn. We you know picked up the kids. We went to the sporting events. We you know, you can go through the list. I was there for a friend. I made dinner early. I mean, where does it end? And we're nowhere in that picture, right? And so when we go back to the financial side of it, leaving ourselves at the very end means a lot of times that we leave our own financial stability, independence, and abundance on the table. And what I can say is more women than ever before are asking questions about financial independence. They may have an incredible partner in their life, marriage in their life. It does not matter. Women want to own it at a different level now. So this is why we see so many women more than ever before stepping out with businesses of their own, whether um, they're online or otherwise, a lot of businesses are on online. Uh, What I talk about in seven streams of income is they need to be interlocked. This is why Mm -hmm. people seek me out for my wealth creators courses, because if they're not interlocked, nobody on this planet can build seven income streams. There is not enough of you to go around. You need to learn how to leverage yourself because there's only 24 hours in a day. And when you collaborate, like I'm collaborating with you, Lisa, and you're collaborating with me, then we extend our day out because there's 24 hours for you, 24 hours for me. And you know people I don't know. I know people you don't know. We can connect the dots and we can help each other build our our platforms faster through that. This is where the competition with women comes in because women will be prideful and say, oh, I can do it on my own. I've got this. You know, what if, what if this woman's not a good fit? What if we have a tip? What if it gets dramatic? What if it gets toxic? Uh, We've got to leave all of that on the table and say, listen, all the what ifs are not relevant until they are. So quit worrying and overthinking. That's another thing that women do too. And going back to the seven income streams, there are components to those seven income streams that when you really know how to put them together, you're going to be impermeable no matter if there is a trend shift, if there is an economic hit globally within the U.S., within your state, If there is a collapse in certain industries, you will be more protected. You know, there's nothing guaranteed, but who wouldn't want seven income streams? Think about this. If you have one income stream that's fueling you with $1,000 a month Mm -hmm. and you're able to, through that, fuel another income stream and now that's fueling you with $200 a month and then that goes over to another one. They're all connected. They're all creating awareness of the other one that fuels one for $300 a month. You can see how 
this goes. Okay. Just a hundred dollars a month times seven is $700 a month. A thousand dollars times seven is $7,000 a month. And that's not a whole lot to produce within businesses, but there is definitely, uh, we don't have enough time right now. And I know you, I know, I know you and I could go forever and ever. (laughs) We're going to have to have another one. The the theme though is if one business in those seven income streams is making a penny, the other one needs to be making three pennies, the other making two pennies, the other a half a penny. If they're all fueling each other, then you're creating an impermeable wall of protection around you. And ladies, there's not a one of you that can't benefit from that. So look up Lisa and look up me. And we'll- I love it. Volatility. <laughs> let's, let's get that volatility shield in place, right? It's one of my favorite books, by the way, if you haven't read it, it's awesome. I um, have it. So I have it. Cynthia, we are out of time. I can't believe it. I, I do want our listeners to, to know how to get in touch with you, you know, make sure that they have some action items for connecting with your platform. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to give a plug to a gentleman okay, that's please. no longer here. He's no longer here on this planet, but he has helped so many entrepreneurs and is helping so many entrepreneurs every year. I read this book every single year. I love the paperback. Let me, before I, I say anything else, I dedicated this paperback September 25th of 08 to my husband, Bill. Not even the sky can limit us. I'm with you all the way uh, with all of my heart. This is a commitment that we were going to brave it and go through the thick and the thin, no matter what, to find that place in life where we could thrive and help other people thrive. It is my friend, Napoleon Hill, thinking about Oh, I love that book. My favorite. Really everything, everything. I'm looking at these other books that I have right now that I'm reading. Uh, I love the Clarity Cleanse. I can go through so many books. I'm really into health. I'm I'm into living a very proactive life, but I had to plug that one because we didn't get a chance to talk about some of the books. Now let me let me plug how people can get in touch with me, how women can get in touch with me. And I want to hear your stories. I want to hear where you are in life because what I know is anything that I've learned goes goes to the wayside and is worth not is worth nothing unless I pay it forward. And so I live for this. I love it. Reach out, find me on Facebook at Cynthia Delaney, Cynthia N. Delaney. You can also find Self Made Woman on Facebook at Self Made Woman, the number four. You, you can find us on Instagram as well, me personally, as well as Self Made Woman. And there is a private community text that we put together where I'm a lot more connected uh, to you personally because things are busy and crazy. This is one way that I can really literally answer texts that are coming in. Sometimes they're groups in the community and sometimes it's you ask me a question and I have an opportunity. I'm really led to, to answer that question very personally with you. It's you and I talking. And so uh, I don't know if there's a way for you to share that, but please do if you can get that. I'll make sure. I'll make sure we post it. I can't remember that. And uh, selfmadewoman.com, go to our website, check us out, see what we have to offer. And I also am going to be hosting a podcast with Lisa. Lisa, we're going to flip flop. And I know that's one of your favorite flip flop CEO books. So I'm giving a plug there for another incredible woman in business. We're going to flip flop and you are going to be the guest. So I hope people plug into that podcast as well. I can't wait to host you. And it's been an honor 
being absolutely on today. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Oh my Maybe gosh. We, we need to like go away for a girl's weekend. Let's just yes. do that. Let's just plan on that sometime. Yes, yes. yes. Oh my gosh. You're doing. Thank you yeah. so much for having well, me. Well, to our Dream Big Nation listeners, I'm so blessed to be part of your day. And I hope that our stories that our guests are bringing are giving you ways to expand your own life experience in this amazing life journey that we're all blessed. If you want to catch up on more episodes, tune into dreamnationpodcast.com. And there's also lots of other resources available to you at Lisa Williams Co. Okay. So bless you, Dia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.